Hello, this is Leela Viss, and welcome to Key Ideas. Piano teaching doesn't come bundled with ready-made solutions. This podcast highlights some brilliant options for innovative piano teachers just like you. Now, I'm curious, is your story similar to mine? After I received my master's degree in piano performance and pedagogy, I thought I checked all the boxes that mattered. A thesis, a 50-minute memorized recital featuring fine works composed by European dead guys, two years of course credits, and five years of school loans. I thought my way was paved to be a pretty good player and teacher. It wasn't until I headed to a church service and a friend handed me a chord chart that I realized that there were plenty of checks in the deficit column of my respected degree. The sense of security I had from executing a Scarlatti Sonata or Ravel Waltz was trampled because I didn't know what to play when I looked at a page with lyrics and some chord symbols. I don't remember the exact date of my soul-crushing revelation, but I'll never forget the feeling. My shame in realizing what I did not know morphed into some strong reactions. The first, I began to teach myself and my students to learn from the page and off the page. The second reaction, for six years, I partnered with Bradley Sowash and developed 88 Creative Keys workshops and webinars to help teachers just like me, recovering classical pianists, pull themselves away from the page to boost their creative skills. And the third reaction? It's one I can't wait to tell you more about. It involves my encounter with my good friend and podcast producer, Drew Collins. We met at church where I've played piano and organ for decades. Drew and I discovered that despite huge differences in our musical paths, we both have a passion for developing our skills as musicians and helping others to do the same and to play nicely together. Before you hear more about my third reaction to my inadequacies as a pianist, I want you to learn about Drew, and so he's here with me today on the podcast. Welcome, Drew. It's so fun to have you here with me. Tell us about you and your story as a musician. Well, thank you, Leela, and it's so good to be with you here on the podcast. Um, You know, I approached music from a different (laughs) place than you did. I grew up playing and singing by ear. (laughs) And so that was was how I expressed music. That's how I related to it. Um, I grew up singing in uh, choirs in junior high and high school all the way through and then developed an interest in possibly even majoring in music. Uh, It (laughs) wasn't until it wasn't until I was a freshman music major that I actually learned what a key signature was. Wow. Like I got used to reading intervals, for example, in choir and and was really good at that. Had begun playing guitar in high school and reading chord charts. Mm -hmm. So I was used to seeing certain chords that showed up together a lot, Mm -hmm. but didn't know the why behind it. So it wasn't until I was a music major that I learned some of the theory that backed all of the stuff that my ear had been telling me to that point. So it was really interesting then to become classically trained and to start to put those two pieces together. Right. Um, 
I was given the opportunity then at a certain point to, uh, to teach uh, music theory at the undergraduate level. And I'll tell you what, what I saw was I saw in, uh, musicians coming into my classroom who were a lot like me, mm-hmm. you know, garage musicians, play by ear, play off chord charts, but not have a lot of classical background. And then I saw a lot of musicians walk into the classroom who were like you, you know, who had been studying piano for years. and Steeped in sonatinas. That's right, <laughs> steeped in sonatinas. Yeah. And what, what I discovered in working with my freshman music theory students was that there was common ground to be found and tremendous value to be found in both understanding music from a classical perspective and then also from, from more of an improvisational perspective or by ear method. Mm-hmm. So to bring those two together has been something that over the course of my career has always intrigued me and has brought out a lot of creativity in the way that I lead bands, in the way that I talk with musicians as we're working together on music. And I think that's why we are destined to make a course which we'll talk about in just a minute, because you're running into people who were classically trained, who had no idea how to play in a band. Right. What we found is that we have common ground, even though we've come from completely different backgrounds. You and I met, we started playing in a band together, and suddenly you saw my insecurities as a pianist. Yes, and I also, but what I also saw was I saw my insecurities in in trying to navigate the classical world again. Because <laughs> yeah. as a worship oh, leader, yeah. what I found was that I was relying a lot on my ear training to do things like write chord charts for my band and using some of my classical training to almost to speak music with right. different musicians. But what it didn't do was it didn't provide, it didn't provide like a background knowledge and understanding of all the lingo that goes mm-hmm. into playing as part of a band, because it's that's just a different experience than being a solo performer, isn't it? It is. And I think, you know, when I look back, there was all these assumptions made, right? Someone assumed that I could read something from a chord chart. And, you know, walking in, a, a band leader probably assumed that I understood everything. Right. And, and, and in retrospect, what a ridiculous assumption, <laughs> right? For yeah. for a band leader to make that, oh yeah, you just know how to play off a chord chart. Well, if you never have, you don't know how. No, no. <laughs> and what you've encountered before we even met, you have encountered other Leelas who are classically trained, but are insecure about their role as a pianist in a band. Right. Uh, with coming in with with um, a tremendous skill set, but not necessarily the dialect mm-hmm. in the in the language of music to read off of a chart. Mm-hmm. And so I think what it one of the things that it forced me to do over time was to uh, learn different like just different steps and different ways to kind of bridge the gap mm-hmm. in knowledge. Now, we tried to bridge this gap a while back, and we had a webinar together, Mm -hmm. and it was how to prep the worship pianist, and we were thinking about, oh, we should do something like that again. And then we decided to expand it just a little bit. Let's just let's just move it out into the world of pop music in general. Right. Because really, wherever you play in a band, you're probably going to run into chord charts and chord symbols. Yep. And so this is 
this is my third reaction to my soul-crushing revelation, and that is Drew and I have created a digital course called How to Play Piano in a Band. Yes, and Mm -hmm. we're so excited about it because what it does is it brings together the classical and the play-by-ear worlds Mm -hmm. um, using the language of pop music using skill sets that, that that your listeners have developed over years, but then also uh, learning how to use those skills to read a chord chart. So we do things, we talk about developing our ears and how to engage in listening. We talk about um, ways to navigate chord charts, ways to understand chord symbols, and we give all kinds of tips and tricks just to help, uh, I think, do a couple of things. One, is to just just help lower the bar, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 learn this different kind of this different. Uh, I feel the word crossover coming, like being able <laughs> yes, to cross over, is. right? Yes, essentially, what the course does is it helps with a lot of the crossover skills. It takes from what you already know, mm-hmm. and and we we try to take you step by step to learn how to apply what you already know to this different almost genre. And erase the whole idea of assumptions. Yes. Yes. And just 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 spell it out for folks. Correct. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yes. Now, uh, there's much to gain from our course, just in case you're doubting if this could actually be something that you might find useful. I've got a snippet of my student, Caitlin, playing an arrangement that she made. Drew, cue the music. Now, Caitlin had not read from a chord chart and was interested in learning how. She began with a lyric sheet only. There was no melody written out and no chords. So Caitlin sounded out the melody and she figured out the chords that suited the melody. And then through my guidance and suggestions, she created her own arrangement, what you're listening to right now. She also learned how to chord and improvise without playing the melody. So she could accompany someone singing in a band. Now, I am thrilled for Caitlin because she's a marvelous pianist and now has locked in another skill that will serve her well. It will spare her the soul-crushing experience that I had long ago. So included in this course is a step-by-step approach that Caitlin followed to arrange 10,000 Reasons. Now she's equipped to do this with any tune, and you can be too. That's why we are calling this a course and a curriculum. It teaches and also offers lesson plans so you can pass the skills you learn to your students. One of the things that's so exciting to me about this course is that I know I had so many light bulb moments go off for me. Like I had my own Leela experience Mm -hmm. having grown up singing and playing by ear, but not knowing how to speak the foundational language of, of sheet music. So I think one of the things that's so exciting to me is that there are light bulb moments for mm-hmm. folks who are who are already well versed in in reading off the sheet, and and for folks who are used to playing by ear, mm-hmm. there are just light bulb moments all over the place nice. mm-hmm. in the course, and that's going to be something that's really really exciting for folks who are wondering, oh, will this will this help me grow? Will this help me advance? Will this help me? Uh, whether I'm a player or whether uh, I'm a teacher, what w- will this help me? It absolutely will. It definitely will. And I know that I become a good teacher when I have to learn it myself. And you have the same background. We all, we both That's had right. to learn. That's right. 
By taking part in this course, you're going to come away with just a greater sense of confidence in your playing. You'll you'll be able to play off of a chord chart. Mm -hmm. You will understand chord chord symbols in a way that you haven't before. Mm -hmm. And you'll have a lot more foundational knowledge to help you listen to a pop song with greater insight, uh, you know, understand the sections of the song more readily and to be able to translate all of that to your playing so that you have the skill set as a piano player to play in a band. So we're really excited about it. And so I'm so glad that you were here with me, Drew, to share the news about it. And as a stellar musician, you bring loads of insight and experience from the other side of the tracks. And I just think it's so much fun to partner with you. So to learn more about our course, How to Play Piano in a Band, head to the show notes at lelavis.com slash key ideas. And we look forward to launching the course in April 2021. I leave you with this quote from an unknown source. The only musician you have to be better than is the one you were yesterday. I'm Lee Levis with Drew Collins, and see you in the trenches. <laughs>